This is the On Call Podcast. Your home for sports, news, pop culture, tech, and the obscure. And of course, your host, Michael Myers. What is everyone up to on this fine Saturday night? I'm just here. The missus is uh, watching some rom-com, she said. And I am doing this. Uh, Going to be doing a... He's actually fighting a fire right now, actually. I was surprised he sent me a message that he is currently fighting the fire. So I'm going to wait for him a little bit and try to waste a little bit of time. And keep you guys entertained as much as I can so far. But there's not a whole lot going on here in Florida. I'm happy to finally be off for the weekend. I, uh, I really needed it. Started my weekend off kind of slow. Then had to do a little bit of the dad thing, you know. I mowed the yard. I weed whacked. That's uh, kind of what we do. Uh, I've got a message on the YouTube thing already. But it's actually not showing up for me. Anyway, hit me up at, on YouTube at On Call Pod. Back on GarageBand. Just a quick restart, I guess. I don't know why it's removing drivers and everything. So we'll just keep an eye on that to make sure it stays how it's supposed to be. Is uh, everyone following what's going to be happening this NFL draft? I see they're going to have an, a live online draft, which is hopefully f- drinking a nice cold beer. And you see there to, to my right, I got a bear's head hanging up. I'll represent them since they're not representing themselves in this NFL draft this year. No first rounders. How fucking disappointing is that and I'm pretty sure everyone kind of knows what the uh, the the first pick is going to be this year so me so first pick of the NFL draft is going to be going to the Cincinnati Bengals duh which Everyone's talking about Joe Burrow not wanting to go there. And, you know, he might not want to, but unless he pulls an Eli and just straight up refuses to play, which I don't anticipate him being the same kind of guy that his dad was. You know, I feel like the refusal to go to the Chargers had more to do with Archie being a part of a a constant loser with the Aints than it was to do with Eli refusing to play. So, we're really going to find that out. I do appreciate that uh, Joe Burrow said he's he's never had a losing season, and he's confident in his abilities. We're going to find out. I've seen a lot of confident people lose, too. So, if I'm sitting at the host booth at ESPN... I would just go. And the pick is in. 
And it looks like, for me, the first pick of the NFL draft has to be, and most certainly will be, Joe Burrow. So, I got all my whiteboard markers and everything. I have all my written down here. I have through the second round written. But I didn't figure I'd get that far. It's Saturday. You guys probably have better shit to do. Maybe you don't. And uh, the Bengals, you know, 2-14, and 14, worst record in the league. Just fucking garbage. I feel bad that uh, the Red Rocket is a, is a man without a home right now because I honestly think he's a pretty decent quarterback. And if he had the team around him, and everyone can say that he had A.J. Green, but by God, that dude is hurt all the time. So if you think that he had much help, you'd be wrong. He just, he didn't. Damn, that beer is good, though. Even with the, uh, being a little warmer than I would like it to be, still delicious. And I really have to thank everyone at the subreddit, um, podcasting because without them, I'm not sure I would have really gotten this off the ground. They're super helpful, all of them. And with the number two pick, it, uh, I'm seeing some movement. And it looks like the pick is in. With the number two pick, it looks like the Washington Redskins will be drafting Chase Young. Which, they're saying he's a, a generational talent. Can't really dispute that at this time. Bam. Number two pick. Chase Young. Lock it in. I don't think they'd be going for a quarterback. Dan Snyder, just, he loved... He loved, oh, what's his name? Haskins. He's going to stick with him. I'm not saying he's smart. I'm not saying he's dumb. But either way, he's sticking with him. Reaching to my box of batteries so I can grab a pen and chart off where I'm at. Yeah, Burrow's done. Chase Young off the board. Us and our zero listeners. Mainly because OBS doesn't really want to work and play well with anybody else. So it's hard to stream on uh, the garage band. You know, I don't I don't want to interfere with what I have running because the final mixer is with the MacBook. And it's it's the most important one. I found found a fella who has the he won a Webby. Ryan Freeman, I believe was his name. He won, he won a Webby last year with his audio quality. And I was able to get his presets. And why would I not go with those presets if I could? That way it can warm up my voice and make the audio much clearer and be a better, a better podcast. That's my goal. So that's, we can uh, turn off music for a minute because I don't really need it this at this time and uh, I will free range talk with you I would like to say now the uh, it looks like there's some more movement on the board 
And it looks like the pick is in. In my best Roger Goodell voice. With the third pick in the NFL draft, the Lions select Jeffrey Okuda. It's not a bad pick. This is this is a uh, an offense-driven league, and you got to find a way to stop it as much as you can. Probably should have looked into spelling some of these names because I don't even know how to spell Akuda. Oh, okay, U D A H. Just forgot the H. Bam. And let's see. I can say now. The fourth pick was one I had quite a bit of difficulty really I struggled with deciding which way they were gonna go because there's there's a couple options that the Giants had and it's it's a little hard to say. I mean they can try to line up having a generational talent in Isaiah Simmons which if we're if we're putting cards on the table I would have to probably say Isaiah Simmons is the way to go because he's a, he's a fucking monster he ran one of the fastest 40 times in the entire NFL and he's a linebacker slash safety. I mean, looking back, as a Bears fan, that's what I got to watch with Brian Erlacher. Erlacher was a fucking beast. For years. There's a bunch of... There's a bunch of prospects out there saying that do you go for defense for a talent that could be leading your team for the next five to ten years? Or do you go with a tackle to prevent to protect the assets that you currently have. I'm I'm gonna kinda have to lean towards taking that linebacker. He can be all over the field. He can cover better than probably he's going to guard better than many slot corners. And slot corners is a tough spot because you have to know better you have to know more routes. You have to be able to guard the, the inside, the slants, the the picks. You have to protect yourself against picks. And that's just gnarly. So it's hard for me to say that Isaiah uh, Simmons is not the way to go. I know I've got friends that picked them, and I'm going to have to agree. And with the fourth pick in the NFL draft it looks like the uh, the pick is in with the fourth pick in the NFL draft I have to go uh, Isaiah Simmons to the New York Giants put a stamp on it I'm just going to write Simmons down and uh, it's a little it's a little hard to slide back and forth. I asked the wife to be uh, Vanna White for me. She was not too keen on it. 
Let's see. All right. And uh, we're moving on to the Dolphins pick. That's another controversial pick. Because do you go with the... The, the presumed second best, who at certain points of the season was considered the best. He was, it was Tank for Tua. I don't know. Um, I would have to say I would be concerned with Tua right now because he had hip surgeries, ankle surgeries. On to the fifth pick, which. It's hard for me to say because as a GM, I know personally I wouldn't be going with Tua. I just wouldn't. Injury history scares me. Uh, As a Bear fan, I've dealt with enough broken hearts. Uh, But I do think that the Dolphins are kind of committed and they're going to choose to go with Tua over Herbert. Lock it in with the fifth pick in the NFL draft. The Miami Dolphins select Tua Tagovailoa out of Alabama. I think it's the wrong the wrong pick, but it's a pick I think they make. Um Speculation has been constantly with with that, so I don't think that's going to change. It's it's too far in to back out now. I'm just going to write to a duh. Why not? All right, and moving on. What are we at now? We're at a sixth pick. Chargers. Ooh, that was another one. I uh, I struggled with. I was considering that they would actually go trade for the third pick with the Detroit Lions, but they uh, the, the the app I was using to work on trades didn't really do it, which led to me working on my picks a little bit differently. So I would have to say, personally, with the um, with this pick, and I personally I think uh, Bridgewater is going to be good. No, right, Bridgewater went to Carolina. Uh, I think Tyrod is going to be good. I like him. I like his. He's fairly conservative, but he's a good pick. I think he's going to be a good quarterback. I think he plays smart. So. Um, But I do think they're going to work towards the future, which did affect my decision on who I was going to pick. And with the sixth pick, the Los Angeles Chargers draft Justin Herbert. Air Bear is going to learn under a smart, conservative quarterback, Tyrod Taylor. Emily Van Buskirk is there. Look at that. Hey there. It didn't pop up that you were even in the room. I know. I'm sneaky like that. I just like to creep in and creep out. 
That's smart. That's smart. <laughs> How's it going? Oh, another day in paradise. Let me... so you have like a whole setup there. Oh, Damn. I did do a radio show for uh, quite a while on RazRadioLive.com. So I already had all the shit. <laughs> no, I met the board actually, oh, but yeah. yeah, the radio stuff's cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my buddy's son's fighting a fire, so he's not even live. Literally fighting. So what is the deal here? Oh, shooting the shit, and I really missed doing the podcast stuff, so I decided, fuck it, why not? I like it. I saw that you had interviewed the uh, that Stanford guy. How did, how was that? Casey. Um, he is awesome. I mean, most Stanford guys what you're going to get is really intelligent, like guys that can fit into most schemes and pick things up like that. Um, so, I mean, he's a good player. He's a little undersized, I think for a linebacker, but a lot of people think that he makes up for it with his speed and his um, flexibility and his athleticism. So he'll definitely need to put on a little bit, but he, he's an athletic linebacker. So um, I, I, I don't know. He's a good kid. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> He's a good kid. I like it. Yeah, all those Stanford guys. Well, except for the one they just uh, the recruit they just had come in. That's not so much of a good kid. But oh wait, who's that one? Who the the one they just had come in? You ever heard this story? I am like so pissed that this story is not out there more. It's really frustrating, and I'm doing some investigative journalism work on it. But basically, there's a kid named Aiden Hector. Have you heard of him? Actually, that that name sounds familiar. Yes. Right. He's like a four-star cornerback um, from a school in Washington called Eastside Catholic. And, good, like, very good player. But he and about five other teammates were involved in 2018. They were suspects in a gang rape of a 16-year-old girl. Did they also film that one? Is that the one that I'm knowing? So he's the one, actually. He was a witness to... The, the sexual activity, which took place in the back of a bed of a pickup truck, by the way, while they were driving through neighborhoods in this, like, ritzy Washington neighborhood. But he was the one in the backseat of the truck that was filming the sex going on in... I don't know if I can say these words, but, like, you, that, you know... <laughs> that's what happened. And, you know, obviously, like, their, their claim is that it was consensual and it was, you know, something... It was a all parts in activity but even if that's the truth why would you ever be interested in a kid to come play for your program that thinks it's okay to sit in the backseat of a truck and watch four other guys have sex with a girl while they're driving around neighborhoods in public i'm with you on that i don't it's so I, weird exactly. so stanford why would you even want they it? unoffered him they basically like decommitted and he they're now kind of battling over what's going to happen but as of right now he's not going there so good he shouldn't. Yeah. He should I've, not. I've always heard about the quality people that go to Stanford. Yeah. So I'm sorry. And, and for the most part, they are. 100%. I've covered... Stanford was like my first beat that I had. And so I've been around the program for years and years and years. My dad went there. Like, all my uncles went there. So good kids generally. And this was a weird one for Shaw. So. Good Lord. <laughs> hey, so as I follow you on Twitter... Are you going to yes. do the the Utes girls? Uh, what was it? 
with your with your friend here. You guys are going to do a hot. Oh, on we it. are going to watch. Yeah, so we get really into women's gymnastics because it's awesome, and these girls are like incredible, and what they do is. Far, it's like one of the highest levels of competition I've watched. And so we're going to live stream an event probably next week, one of their old meets, and then we'll we'll just talk about it and probably talk about the draft too. But I don't know. Hot mic is a cool thing. I like doing it. So, Are you still doing it with Jess at all? No, Jess and I, unfortunately, she couldn't, um, she couldn't do it because her NBC Sports stuff kind of conflicted. So they didn't. They didn't really want her calling football games, which is totally understandable. Um, you know, maybe in the future we'll be able to do something else together, but the universe is keeping us apart work-wise right now. Dadgummin. Are you broadcasting from your room right now? What is this? What? Is that your bedroom? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I like it. I know. I guess I should have gotten, like, a cooler background. Or, no. I don't know. Can't you, like, make... This is my first Zoom call ever. Actually, it's mine, too. <laughs> I always use Skype. Skype was always so much easier, but yeah. I decided to try Zoom because everyone's talking about how much more efficient and you can have a great conference call with up to 100 people. So I was like, eh. That's cool. Are you, is this get broadcast anywhere or is it just like in the media? I don't understand it. It's actually on YouTube right now. And okay, cool. it is going to be going on Twitch. On Twitch? Oh, cool. Okay. Oh, I'm trying to go everywhere. Figure why not? If I have the computers that can all handle it, why not? Yeah, totally. So, and you you were going to have like a guy co-hosting with you or doing stuff with you or? Yeah, my buddy Sean, who he has a podcast that's on Spotify and Anchor. Like he's he's everywhere too. But he's also an EMT firefighter. And oh, so he's putting out a literal fire. He's literally putting out a fire oh. right now. Yeah. He messaged me about it. He's like, um, there's a huge fire here. He's... He's 1,500 miles away right now, oh and God. he's currently fighting the fire, and they just got back to the station, so he's got to wash up and get the soot off. All right. Well, we can stay entertained until then. That's right. So, I should be working on draft. I've been doing, like, you know when you get really ambitious with content, and you're like, I have all this time, so I'm going to do all these things. So I, I was like, oh, I'm going to do an NFL draft podcast. Okay, cool. I'm going to take, you know, the sources that I have and, like, the the guys that I can contact and I'll just throw out like a pretty wide net and be like, Hey, let's, you know, let's podcast. So I, I contacted more guys than I thought I could use because I was like, some of them will turn down, you know, too busy, whatever. No, I ended up with like 10, 11 interviews and like all of them for me, I talk a lot. So they end up being like one of them with the LSU long snapper, Blake Ferguson is like 28 minutes long. And So now I'm, like, transcribing all of these interviews, trying to put them together. I have to make three separate podcasts because there's too many. I guess it's better to have too much content than not enough content. That's what everyone keeps saying. And, like, yes, I am not complaining on that front, but I... I grateful that so many people wanted to do it. I just want to make sure I do these guys justice. And I get it up in time, you know, that the people that follow me, like NFL coaches and scouts, can see it. And maybe it'll have some impact, you know? You have what? So that's it, Thursday through Saturday. That's such a. It's so long. <laughs> yeah, I have a couple guys I think that are going to go. I talked to Josh Jones, um, the OT from Houston. He's definitely going to go. You know, Thursday. Um, I talked with the center from Wisconsin, T- Tyler Biadish, and he's actually an awesome kid. I think his injuries are going to preclude him from going um, for a second round, maybe second, third. 
Um, and then I have a, a safety from Utah, Terrell Burgess, who I, I talked to, and he actually could be a bit of a wild card in this, you know, CB safety class. He's very, very uh, quick. And the cool thing about him is Utah, which if you know Kyle Whittingham at all, he's like a military guy, very hands-on, very like control every aspect. He gave this kid freedom pretty much the entire year and was like, okay, you can roam. You're going to be free to to do what you do. That's how much they trusted him and his ability. So So he got to do a little bit like the the Polamalu as in you roll on your instincts a little bit versus hard sets. Deep, you're, you're deep cover too. You roll or we tell you. Right. That's badass. Exactly. And and that kind of gave him the ability to sh- – that's why he had such a good year. He was only – this is his first year starting, his last year, because they have such a deep DB class um, team in general. And so he was able to showcase his skill really well because he got to pick the plays that he wanted to make, you know, and he has very good instincts. So I think he's going to be um, higher up than people realize. And then I interviewed three fullbacks – because that's my favorite position. Who, who doesn't love it? I do. I do miss I, the old power eye. I'm all in on this on the resurgence of the fullbacks, and it started with I had Keith Smith um, from the Falcons and Tori Carter from LSU come on for a podcast, and I have one of Keith's hats that says "Make Fullbacks Great Again," and yeah. people just like love that, and so it started to become a thing. And so I had this kid from Army. Connor Slumka, come on, and he's incredible. Actually, Ben Albright last night in our field hot mic, um, he had really good things to say about Connor, so that was kind of cool. Oh, yeah, you had all the tech issues. Oh, my God, and it's 100% my fault because I got way too confident that I could handle these hot mics like without any of my tech support. So I was like, yeah, I got this, and I got all set up, and you know, champagne poured and, you know, I was like, Ben, just come in whenever, like, I'll be ready for you. And then it just went sideways so fast. I didn't have a mic plugged in. No one could hear me. <laughs> Lighting kugels, huh? Oh, yeah. I'm from Wisconsin. That summer we shandy? Grew up, yeah, we grew up with it. So it's it's hard for me not to drink when I do this because when I did my radio show, both of them involved alcohol. One was drunk and disorderly. And then one was um, Gonzo Radio, which meant it was supposed to get more outlandish as it went on. So that's the only way I know how to operate the board is I get confident and let it roll. <laughs> See, a lot of sports people say that, you know, that they'll write when they, they'll drink a little when they write or they'll drink while they're, you know, producing or whatever. And we drink during hot mic, but I can't do it during podcasts, really during editing or writing. I can't drink at all. I just... I go, it's like a, it's just like that. I can't. While editing, I absolutely am sober. Cause like, oh man, I was way too drunk to make that point. Let me erase, clear it out. All right, let me bring that back for sure. So let's see. Everyone's first five or six picks. Now, one, do you have Burrow? You're talking to me? Yeah, oh yeah. On your first, on the, I, the mock I did draft. not make a mock draft, but I'm going to follow, like, yeah, obviously Joe Burrow is going number one, so. And you you <laughs> figure Chase Young, too? Yes, and I love Chase. Oh, my gosh. That's probably one of my favorite players in this draft. I think Burrow, I'm not 100% sold on as a, as I've, I've witnessed some things and heard some stories. Like, he's a good, he's an incredible player, but I think he's, he's, Interesting. There's a reason he transferred. <laughs> uh, I'm with you. I think Chase Young will probably end up being 
generational. I think he's going to yeah. be um, Jadavian Clowney with more hustle, more Pro Bowls, mm. more sacks, more definitely everything. quicker speed than than Downey, but and just as strong. And it's crazy to see. From when I saw Chase, the last time I saw him in person was at the Fiesta Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. From then until now, um, and even, like, watching him, okay, Heisman, Fiesta Bowl, seeing him, like, he looks like a different guy in the pictures I see of him in the video now. He has trained and put on so much mass. He's huge. Yeah. And I didn't think he could get bigger, but he's huge. So, yeah. there's I don't know what the ceiling is for that dude at all. He's got that, um, like a, a wrestler look, huh? Just, just muscle on muscles. And his hair, he's got like, his hair is so, it's so cool. And he dresses really well. We had a whole interview about his style um, when I was at the festival. And this, this video is hilarious. I'm going to release it this week. But Jeff Okuda and J.K. Dobbins, like, they called him out for his Heisman suit because it was sparkly and so i accidentally started this like war not war but like argument between them like who dresses the best who has the best drip and so when i was at the fiesta ball like i was going back and forth from their podiums like bringing messages and finally jeff okuda took my phone he's like no we're gonna settle this and he went over got jk and they ambushed chase and was like bro you used to wear cut sleeve flannels you wore turtlenecks like (laughs) Oh. Like you do not have drip, and and they made him like answer these questions. It was so funny. Who do you think's got the best then? Out of the three of them, yeah, that's really t- that's tough. I I like Jeff. I think Jeff Okuda because he's super smart and like it's it's a subtle style, and he has this like swagger that's very quiet. So I like him. Not as in your face as like Westbrook. Yeah, he's kind of like a more like. I don't want to say diluted because that's like a negative term, but like a like a more a mellow Westbrook. Yeah. yeah, I get you. That's yeah, like, that's a good comparison because the glasses for sure. <laughs> yeah, him and Cam, like they're very in your face with how fashionable they are. Mm-hmm. I do. Lo- I appreciate a more subtle. I got it. Look at me. Look. Yeah, subtle drip. That's what we. Yeah, it, it was so funny when when somebody said drip, they like tried to explain it to me. I was like, "How old do you think I am? I know what drip is. Like, I'm not, I'm not a mom, okay? Like, <laughs> but it was like a college kid talking to me. I was like, God damn it! All right, so you didn't make a yeah. mock draft. That's okay. No, I'm just gonna follow along yours and like weigh in and heckle you or not heckle you. Oh, I have a couple that uh, ESPN apparently didn't like. Uh-oh. That's okay. That's okay. Um, now Simmons, Isaiah Simmons, I mm-hmm. have him going to the Giants. Do you have them protecting Daniel Jones with a lineman or going for Isaiah Simmons? Ooh, that's a really tough call, actually. I don't know as much about Simmons as I probably should, but I I do like Daniel Jones as a... I didn't, okay, and to preface this, I didn't, you know, I, I watched him in I know him as a college player. I don't know what his potential could be in the NFL. I think he's smart enough and has the, the body and the look, but it's a lot faster game than where he was, you know? So. Absolutely. And he's pure speed because he ran like the fastest linebacker time. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if his instincts are going to transfer to the people that are just as fast as him now. Yeah, that's really tough. I went with him only because as a Bears fan, yeah, I got to see Erlacher come out as a safety and become a generational linebacker. 
My yeah. hope is he's that. I so I picked him. I picked Simmons for instead of the powerful OT to prevent to prevent the blindside hits. I don't know. One of the things that that Ben, I mean, and I don't again, like you probably know more than I do, but Ben was telling me um, that OTs are going to be like a big thing in this in this year's draft, and he thinks there's going to be like seven in the top. I forget seven in the first day, and then he said like a few in the top. Whatever. I wish I, I I don't listen to him when he talks to me as much as I should. Because like I know, I've known Ben for a while, and I know him different than a lot of people do. Like we're we're very close, and um, it's funny how much people that people love Ben. They love asking questions about the draft, and I'm just like. Just like you're so full of it sometimes, I, swear <laughs> I can't. Not in a good way. Like he always knows what he's talking about, but I can't look at him in the face and without laughing. So it's a fun arrogance. I get that. And see, but he's really not that arrogant. That's the funny thing is people on Twitter. They, I'm, I'm amazed at how mean people are and how much they want, love to hate him. Because yeah, I guess his Twitter persona is kind of like that. But if you guys knew him, he's not like that at all. Like at all. He's a really nice guy. <laughs> All right. So Anyways. you you think it's going to be a tackle? Ooh, all right. I'm going to pull up. I'm going to pull up some things now because now you're now you're making me. No, I battled. I battled hard with whether they were going to go with Wills, Werfs, or Simmons. Because the, there's the two top. Isn't tackles. everyone saying that Wills is going to go first? See, I like Werfs. I like Werfs. Personally. Wills is projected to go before him, but I think Worf's athletic skill mm-hmm. is going to portray stronger in the draft. Yeah, I I like Worf's. I, I'm that's who I would go with, honestly. And you're you're saying then it's the Giants who have that pick, right? Mm-hmm. Let's yeah, see. I I think if you if you went all in on Daniel Jones, and you, you might as well go all in on protecting him. <laughs> I think it's going to do nothing but help Saquon, too. Linemen are so important. Come on. Look at what happened to Andrew Luck. That should be a lesson to everybody. Yeah, a real... I'm not as high on Daniel Jones, but I don't watch Daniel Jones. Right. We don't know what we don't know about him, so... He made some amazing throws. He made made better throws He has the talent, and he's smart, and he's, like, capable. But whether he'll figure it out, I don't know. Like... You just never know. That's why you take a gamble on some guys. That's the way to put it. It's he has the <laughs> physical skills. Does it translate? That's where I'm feeling. Is know. he going to be more like Trubisky? Physical skills no. without the skill, <laughs> without the talent. Just oh, it's hard. I'm rooting for Foles for the Bears, but oh, that's as boy. a Bears fan because I don't think the, the mental. I don't. It's all mental. I think Daniel mm-hmm. Jones is stronger mentally than Trubisky. Will be, yeah. And with teams like that, like Bears and and Giants and even Bills and teams that are like gnarly fan bases, where they'll just like drag you over the coals, you have to be mentally strong to be able to deal with that shit. So legit, yeah. I mean, look at Josh Allen. He's he seemed to embrace it, and he broke out last year. Yeah, exactly. Do you have Tua next? I do. I do have him going to the ah, but I, I wanted the app I was using didn't let me do trades. Okay. I was going to trade into the fifth pick. Who was it? I had it written down. 
But yeah, I was gonna move and trade. Chargers up. have the oh, who you were gonna trade? I was gonna yeah, I was gonna actually gonna use hmm. the the Chargers were gonna bump up a spot, and I was gonna have them go for Herbert, and then two would still be there. But the damn app I was using, because I, as much as I like Tyrod, I don't know how much they believe in Tyrod. I love that because I love Herbert, and I Tua is not is not it. I, no, it ain't it. Yeah, they can say that he's as much like Drew Brees as they want, but I don't think he's gonna be there. The I only think- guy that's like Drew Brees in this draft as a QB is Mason Fine, and that's the end of that discussion. So. You got it. Well, speaking of QBs that are underrated and overrated, mm-hmm. where do you put Jalen Hurts? Because everyone's going from anywhere from early second round yeah. to sixth pick, sixth round. I mean, I think, see, it's hard when you get down, like when you get out of the first round and you get past these like big needs for teams, it really kind of just falls to what other people have... Like, I was at the draft last year, and that was kind of my first experience covering it. And the one thing that I learned from a lot of the people that do this regularly, like the Bens, you know, um, of the world, is it's an adjustment game as much as it is all this preparation. You know, you can have this plan of who you're going to get and what you need, but if some team does something unexpected, then you're adjusting. So it's, like, really hard to say where Jalen's going to fall in all this. Yeah, I I don't think it's going to be super high, but I also, I think people see value in him as a leader and someone that you want in your locker room and and on your team because he's a really good kid, you know, and he's a hard worker and he'll pretty much do anything that's asked of him. That was like the big thing we saw, you know, at Alabama and then when he stuck around and then transferred um, and did what he did and, I think that someone will get a valuable team guy in him. I don't know that he'll quite ever make it as a starting quarterback, but I think he's valuable to have in the organization. That's a good take. I like that take. <laughs> I, I love him because I just love how he steps up in the big games. Yeah. He's clutch. I appreciate confidence. Yeah. Again, Bears talk. He just steps up. That's where I wanted him to go. So when I did to like the Bears? My, I did a thir- I did I went up to the third round, and yeah. it looked like they were going to have to use a, the second second round pick on him, but I can't put him there because they have needs everywhere else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, needs and wants, man. That's the that's the the biggest thing about the draft. It's crazy. I'm, I'm excited for a first round pick next year. <laughs> I went to a Bears game. This year, I was at the Bears um, Chargers game, um, and it was rough. Just because the Chargers is it's rough too. It was just rough all around. Was it more of a Bears game or more of a Chargers game? Well, it was at the Bears, so you know. But Bears fans didn't seem particularly enthused to be there. (laughs) That's. I mean, I watched it because I have the ticket, and. I heard more hassling of the Bears than I heard hassling of the Chargers by the end of the second quarter. Yeah, it was. It, I I had never been to, to the field there. It was my first time, um, and I went because my buddy was was the Chargers media guy. So I went kind of with the Chargers, but I was interested to see about this fan base. And y'all took Cleo Max, so like for me that was 
personal to go see that. Um, but it was not fun. Like, people were not happy, and they were just, like, angry drinking. And, I mean, Chargers fans are just not great anyway. So it was not worst worst NFL experience in a while, I have to say. <laughs> no offense. Hey, hey, I'm, I'm wondering how Phillip's going to be with the Colts. Yeah, I know. But, you, you know... It's, it'll be interesting because Ursa is such a weird, weird guy. But like, but also so is like so is Rivers. Like I could just see it. I don't know. It, it's either going to be epic, you know, or it's just going to be a shit show train wreck. Awesome to watch. So either way, so, it's yeah. going to be good for They're, fans. I think. Either that's right. Either way, it's going to be good. I would like yeah. to see him tank and then see how they do with a third phenomenal quarterback like Trevor Lawrence. Oh, Trevor Lawrence playing for the Colts is, like, the most American thing ever. I love that. That's, like, yeah, I could totally see that. That's, like, oh, yeah. I like that. I had not thought of that at all, but I like it. We'll see how the arm holds up for Rivers. He's going to be fine. He's, he's, we'll see. We'll see. All right. What do you, are you going through every, are you going to go through all the rounds or just? Oh, no, no. I was, I, I only went into the second round because I was okay. not doing anything today. So I really only need to do the first round. Well, no, I'm just curious. I, I don't, I've never been part of a, a mock draft. So this is hey, hey. uncharted territory. The Panthers at seven. Are you, oh, did you pick Herbert to switch with to a. See, I kind of liked your, your deal there. Yeah. So, so then do we go, do we move? Then it, it slides to Miami at... How does that work? That six? would be Miami at six. Okay. But I still have them picking Tua because I feel like they have so much buyer or buyer's remorse when they didn't get Drew Brees. I feel like the fans in Miami already want Tua. I don't know. I think Herbert's going to the Chargers, and he's going to learn, and he's going to end up being a better prospect. No, I think that's, I think that's better. I like that scenario better for him, but I just... Don't feel good about the team that gets Tua Tagovailoa. I, I th- personally think that Jordan Love is a better prospect than Tua because he's just he's Josh Allen, and as long as he gets a decent situation, he's gonna he's gonna succeed. Yeah, I don't love Jordan Love either. <laughs> Those are the two that were just I don't know. They're not. I'm a big feel person, you know. So a lot of it for for GMs and scouts is like talent and um, tape. So when I was at the senior role, I got to spend um, a lot of time with the um, Panther staff, the mm-hmm. the new group there, um, and it was awesome because I got to pick. I was sitting with Matt Rule at the bar, and I just got to pick their brains about certain things, right? And one of the things we talked about is how people, some people are big tape guys. Um, they like to see things go right on film and they like to see the mechanics of it all. And then there's like the feel part of it, which is why we have the, the testing, the psych testing, the wonder, like all that stuff. I'm more on that side of like the feel, the personality. I get to know these guys in college when I cover them. And I, I like to think I have a pretty good instinct, um, on bullshit levels. So when I interview these guys, I could tell pretty quickly, you know, by asking certain questions and their responses, I can get, I can figure it out. So that's where my value lies. I will defer to you in, in certain other things, but mm. I'm a feel girl. So number, you, you're not high in bro. Uh, 
okay. Yeah. Burrow's like I'm not big can't... on Burrow because I think you if you only had one amazing season, I just felt he's not he's not it for me. Even though he has the com- all the confidence in the world, he does. And you know what's crazy is so I was talking to the long snapper from LSU, Blake, uh, Blake Ferguson, whose brother is the long snapper for the Bills, which is so funny. I like I love his story. Wait till you hear this interview with him he's incredible but he told joe burrow stories at the end because i was like blake listen i was in the locker room or i was in the um post game at the natty and joe burrow who i followed okay this is when joe burrow started the legend of joe burrow starts when they beat ucf right in the fiesta bowl the year before and that's when we see the joe burrow that we know now that was the first glimpse of him because he played well in that game. He ended UCF's streak, which was a huge boost, right? And mm-hmm. then after the game, he sat in that press conference and somebody asked him, Oh, you know, was that, you know, was that the most physical team you guys have seen? Because UCF was known for being kind of punishing and physical. And he literally straight up was like, uh, no, we play in the SEC. So that was not even close. He like said something really sassy and kind of like, I don't want to say like asshole-ish but a little bit where you were I literally looked around and I was like um who is this kid like super BDE and that's when I was like okay this is Joe Burrow so when he comes into the national championship press conference right right he's wearing a hat do you I don't know if you've seen pictures of this he's wearing a hat and the the cigar it's backwards yep so he's wearing it backwards in the conference right but he at one point he turned it around and some of us like saw it, and it's I don't. Am I allowed to like say cuss words on here or no? Oh yeah, that's what, that's what post is for. He, he it said Big Dick Joe. Oh, on the I hat. did see that. Yep. Right, Barstool posted a big picture, which is how it got like known. But we saw it like so. He walks in there, and he has it, and he puts it on backwards on purpose because he knows he doesn't want to be sitting at the press conference table answering mm-hmm. questions in a hat that says Big Dick Joe because. Like, why? You know, all your teammates are wearing the national championship hat. That's what everyone else is wearing. But you could see in that moment that this was the dude who was branding himself for the future. This is this is the Joe Burrow. You know what I mean? Big dick Joe. He already knew who he was going to be. Yeah. And it was in. But you don't get that story from the guys like Blake told me he's like. No, everybody loved him. He was like, he's like a guy's guy. Like, they loved being around him. And when he would walk into team meetings, everybody would sit up straighter, like the players, because they knew he meant business. And so I think he does bring that aspect, you know, that leadership aspect. But it's going to be interesting to see him try and balance it with this clearly like Baker Mayfield level of like confidence. Do you know what I mean? He's like, I do. He's like Baker, and I gotta think of another another way to another guy. But it's it's hard to compare that kind of confidence coming in because most of the players that come in with that kind of confidence kind of flame out. Like Jeff George, yeah. even way back when with Jeff George, one of the most talented people ever going the NFL, but the personality did not yeah. result in success. And you don't usually see that in quarterback guys. It's more like. Um, you know, like a wide receiver type mentality or a CB, like a, like a cornerback or a DB. Like that's that kind of um, BD you see from them. You don't usually see it from a quarterback. So I don't, I don't know. Obviously he's incredible and he's very talented and people love him. So 
I don't know. I don't Someone. know how. I, and I you mean, know, he's I gonna if he go, he's gonna be in Cincinnati. Like that's that's like a perfect area region for him. You know. I hope. I mean, they need to win. How do you feel about Andy Dalton then? If you like, how did you feel about him as a talent? Yeah, not not so much. I guess I don't know. Hey, like fair. not enough where I'd be like, oh, that no, I don't know. <laughs> Look at that! I got a strike on YouTube. For what? It said that they detected copyrighted info. Copyrighted I don't know. In- yeah, I don't know why. Copyrighted information. Yeah, they it's, it's said they detected it. Oh well, it's still on Twitch either way, so doesn't matter. But they'll just take it all down, or they'll just. Yeah, I get a strike on it, and then it just won't let me upload again for like twenty four hours. Oh my goodness! I wonder what was what what that that's crazy. I don't know. Unless you, you got a contract with somebody that makes it so I can't talk to you? No. 100% no. I probably just said Big Dick Joe too many times, and that's like trademark. Oh, maybe. <laughs> we didn't even say Tampa Bay or Tampa Brady or anything. <laughs> Freaking Joe Burrows tro- got people trolling the internet looking for his, his trademark. <laughs> just listening in, like the FBI. Anyways. Let's see. So then I would... You, Neither of us is big on Tua. Yeah, we can just skip him. I heard, I heard about his low ass Wonderlick score too. I'm telling you, like, and I don't want to be mean because these are kids, and at the end of the day, like, they're people and they're kids, and they, they don't deserve to be ripped apart. But he's not the brightest bulb that I've ever inter- that I've dealt with. Like, he he's very funny and like goofy and fun to be around, but not like when you ask him questions, you definitely have to. Baseline you have to, it. You, you, know? have to, yeah, you have to wait for him to process it. He's not yeah. as quick. And that's okay. Like, not all of us have, you know, it's not a strength for everybody. So, it's fine. Like you talked about feel. That's why I think I'm big on Herbert because he finds mm-hmm. a way to win without the talent and the wide receiving yeah. core that. That's like Tua. Tua has an mm-hmm. NFL team. Mm-hmm. So, why, why didn't we see that go better is the question. Do you know what I mean? Like, I use the national championship game against Clemson as my biggest Tua, like, red flag. Because I was, I was at that game, and you could see, like, if you just watched him, he wasn't doing well, and then it was, like, quicksand. But he wasn't able to overcome his emotion because he's like a child. You know what I mean? He, he just – and then he got, like, a bad attitude about it. And, honestly, they should have put in Jalen. I would have just – I would have just put him in at that point because it wasn't going to go well from there. Um, and and Hertz is such a good game management person. Like, I don't know. So I think you saw kind of a taste of how to adult with adversity. And it's not even like it was that much adversity. Like he threw one pick. Okay. Sorry, but that happens to quarterbacks. Like, sorry that you didn't experience that in your Alabama tenure, but like it happens and you have to go get over it, you, you know? Deal with it. But he threw like a tantrum. And I was like, no. As soon as I saw that, I was like, no, no. <laughs> You're going to throw a lot more picks, bud. You, you better get used to it. Like, it's going to get, it's going to get a whole lot worse when you get NFL players around you. Yeah. Yes. Let's see. So, onwards then to the Panthers. I got an interior defensive lineman with uh, mm-hmm. Derek Brown. Derek Brown, yeah. It's a good pick. I was uh, trying to get him on the podcast, but uh, 
He's a t- tough one to get. Oh, he's that he's that sought after already, huh? Yeah, and and I even I know um, one of his coaches, and I was trying to trying to go through. You know, it's easier with them if you go through someone they know or you get recommended, so that it's not like you're a weirdo. Because I'll tell you, it feels weird to be texting twenty one and twenty two year old boys. Like, it's not a fun. It's not been a fun week texting these kids, and it just feels so weird. And I'm like, I promise I'm not weird. I just need you to come on my podcast, and you have to like keep texting them, but. Um, no, he's definitely someone people are high on. So, um, and Auburn, great defensive school. Um, so, I like it. Um, it's not like the, not like the Panthers need a lot on offense. <laughs> oh, I'm. I, I feel like they're just gonna. I think they're good. Tampa, Tampa's probably gonna surprise everyone again, just just with yeah. Brady being there. Yeah. But I do think that. They are going to surprise some people, and I feel like the Saints are going to have a drop off. Personally, I feel like Drew Brees is probably going to going to be too tired. I don't think he's going to have it this year. I picked the Panthers to go second in the South. I like it. That's my boy C Mac. So I wrote about him before anybody knew who he was. I did an interview with his mom on why how he could win the Heisman. It was great. I spent a lot of time with the McCaffrey family early on. They're they're incredible. That's you got the Stanford knowledge though. You have a leg, a, yeah. li- a line in. Yes, I was able to to see them and Ed and, and at the games a lot. And then Lisa's just she played soccer at Stanford, and she's incredible human being, incredible mom, and um, she's very smart football wise and opinionated. And she made a great interview. And um, I just love being around their family. Is just so funny, and they have good energy and. They're good kids. Like, they raised good kids. So, he's doing it the right way. He watched his dad his whole career, you know, and he he learned about preservation. I mean, there's a lot of things that he wouldn't do at Stanford, you know, as far as going in every play and running, even though, you know, he was the star. Like, what they did with Bryce Love, Mm -hmm. that's what they tried to do with Christian, and Christian was a lot smarter about it. He was like, I'm not going to go every down. I want to come out of this alive for my future. And unfortunately, Bryce didn't have that route. And so he didn't, he got way too injured. So. Fair enough. Yeah. (laughs) How long have you been doing sports? Oh boy. Um, 2020, probably like six years now. I started it in college basketball and then quickly moved over to football and then did both for a while. And then I've worked in baseball as well. So kind of all over. But I love football. Football is my favorite. College football is – there's nothing like game day on Saturday. Like, it's just everything. That's true. There's really nothing. Yeah. It's incredible. Let's see. So then who do you have at eight? That's where I have uh, – I have Wills going there. Jedrick Wills. Okay. <laughs> but I do. Yeah, I don't really know much about him. <laughs> and I like Worf some more, but I couldn't find anyone else picking that. I was like, well, there's got to be a reason that I'm missing why people are higher on Wills than Worf's. Worf's was either going to New York or sliding down, is the only thing I could find. It's like, oh my God, what am I missing? Yeah, that's weird. I don't even see him on here. So where does he fall? Where does he go all I have him going down to get, 10, all the way to the Browns. 
Wow. Which would be great for the Browns, yeah, obviously. Look at all these names. This is crazy. It's weird to see guys like Brandon Ayuk, you know, um, as a first-round pick. I mean, that's that's incredible. It's incredible Be, for the Pac-12, for everything, to just see to see that. Uh, that's trippy. I like the I Raiders. Well, this draft I have, who do you have for the Raiders? Which one? First, first round pick. We're, we're just thinking first round, you know. They have two oh, first their first picks. one. Oh, their uh, first one. CD Lamb. Interesting. Okay. But I could have swapped him easily because I haven't picked in Christian Fulton in their second pick. Oh, really? I like Fulton. He's a he's a good kid. It's a good pick. I I like Fulton, but. The only reason I picked CeeDee Lamb is because they said he's a top five talent as far as his route running and stopping ability. Because uh, who was I listening to? Um, God bless it. <laughs> For, oh, Hushman Zada. I was listening to him talk, and he said, there is no one else in the upcoming draft that stops like CeeDee Lamb. And they said, all of them can oh, wow. run. No one can stop like he can. That's like, pretty high praise. I'm like, all right, you know what? You got bumped up for me. So that's who I went with. Where do you? Who do you have the Raiders picking? I'm just looking at whatever this CBS one is, I think. But they had Jerry Judy. Wide receiver. I have him going to San Francisco, the next pick. See, a lot of people are looking at rugs for that one. I have him going to Denver at 15. <laughs> I mean, I think at that point, those guys are interchangeable, to be honest. I wholeheartedly I agree. Three out of yeah. four picks. So either I feel like it's going to be follow the leader. Who yeah, picks where. it's really just like who they like as a person, you know, and then what fit, like how they fit into the the culture, you know? Whoever had the best Zoom meeting or FaceTime meeting is where they're yes. going to go. <laughs> yes, being personable counts, so we'll have to see. I wish I knew more about these edge rushers then, because they're saying that the end and tackle are the top, like the top things to, to draft. I mean, naturally, getting to the yeah. quarterback's always paying for you. But, like, who do I got here? Uh... Uh, I only, I've only seen Chase on um, at the at the Falcons. Yeah, that's. A, I think that's a good pick. So like, he's I, impressive. I just don't see as much. I don't have as much film. Like I'm nobody. I only got to watch <laughs> LSU like during the playoff. So LSU uh, doesn't play as much here because Florida and Florida State play down here in Southwest Florida. Yeah. Is that where you are? Yep. Down on the, what, the what, Gulf uh, Coast. What city? Port Charlotte, which is about an hour of Saras- oh. from Sarasota. Or two and a half okay. hours west of Miami. Okay. There we go. Hey. How <laughs> I was big like, of a there's city, a city, city that in. I know. One of my best friend lives one of my best friends lives in Fort Lauderdale. So I come out and see her quite a bit, but really it's like I was out there for the Super Bowl. So it was like Miami, I'll go to Fort Lauderdale, and then I'll go to Orlando for um, UCF stuff. 
and that's kind of it. Uh, Orlando's about an hour and 45 minutes. Okay. It's, it's north. I went to Tallahassee once. That was... Sorry. That was cool. Um, it's a party. I mean, it's a party it was, uh, I drove because I was in um, Illinois to start the football season. I was ending baseball, and I had my car, so I drove from Illinois. Mm-hmm. I drove all the way out to Miami, and then I turned around and drove all the way back to California. So on that route, I hit, like, Tallahassee, and then I went to, like, Ole Miss and uh, different places. But um, two years ago, Mike Leach... He so I've known Leach a long time. He's been in the Pac-12, and one of the days at Media Day, we ended up drinking uh, Tito's together one of the nights. You and he's <laughs> I love Tito's. It's the only vodka one drink. Oh, he loves Tito's. He like, and you'll never guess how he drinks it. He um, all my guy friends copied this for like days after, but Fresca. He drinks it. No, on the rocks. Okay, double. With water. No, you gotta. If you're That's in Texas, it. you gotta do the LBJ. It's a Fresca with Tito's. But a double, I mean, a double no, with water. No, this is more impressive because that's like gnarly. <laughs> I need. Yeah, I like the bubbles and the citrus. I'm not man enough to drink vodka straight, or even with the I, Scotia water. Me neither, and I love vodka, but it's not it. It's a burn. Um, but he he was telling me he was like, you have to go to the Keys. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's like, when you're down there, you got to go to this bar. It's a clothing optional bar. And we were like, oh, okay, like whatever. He's like, no, you have to go. So he basically gave us all these things to do down there. So I came out to cover two years ago. I covered the FAU UCF game. And then I went down to Miami for the Miami FIU. So all these in-state Florida oh, yeah. rivalry games that are super fun to watch. Um, and we drove in between those weekends. We drove, we drove to Fort Lauderdale, which is so far. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't think it is, but yeah, Florida sucks to drive oh to. Oh my God, it was like four and a half hours. I was like, oh. It's as flat as Illinois. I don't, I don't like driving to Florida. Oh yeah, get a puddle jumper. It's quick as shit because there's tiny little rich-ass airports all over here. Yeah, no. We were like, oh, we'll rent a convertible. Like two California girls, like, we'll rent a convertible and drive down. Like, No. But we got down there, and we went to this bar, and sure enough, you know, it's like first level's normal, second level's normal, third level's normal, top level of the bar, it was clothing optional, and it was full of just naked people, bartenders naked, whatever, and we, in Mike Leach's honor, we, like, we took our tops off, and we sat at the bar, and we drank a beer, and it was pretty glorious. I appreciate the respect you had for the, the referral. Yes. I mean, if he's going to go out of his way to, like, tell me to go somewhere. If Mike Leach tells you to go anywhere, you, you, you need to go. Um, so that was, that's my, like, epic Florida story. That's pretty mild. You know, that's why everyone comes here for spring break. Just to top off, I mean, you, you didn't leave with an STD. It's a pretty successful trip. <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus. That is terrible. But I need to grab a drink real quick. I have a keg. That's why. Super easy, okay. right outside the bedroom. Oh, wait. I'm going to adjust my lighting because it's getting dark. Go for it. Are you in California right now? Where are you at right now? Yeah, I live in um, the Bay Area. Oh, God, oh you're right there by my buddy Middlecoff. Well, not buddy, but the guy I talk to him on Instagram all the time. Yeah, I know uh, I know Middlecoff very well. We used to work at the same radio station. 
There you go. All right, one second. Yeah. An underlying okay. music tone here for a second as I just top my beer. have to worry about playing non-copyrighted music <laughs> yeah you don't want to get dinged yeah like i already did i can't believe it i still don't know what it is and it won't it won't tell me who struck me that's so weird i did do the um it might be the nfl copyright because i played the draft pick ding early oh, on in the, the thing yeah. and it might have taken a while for it to catch me Maybe. The damn NFL. The no fun league. So I am drinking. I switched from Summer Shandy because that was out in the garage to Isla Mirada. So if you're down to the Keys again, that's the the beer to get. It's delicious. Okay. Good to know. So let's see. We made it through 16. 17 would be that, uh, the Cowboys. 16. Well, I picked Kevon, uh, K. Levon Chasen. Okay. So 17 is the Cowboys, and I just have them picking a corner, which was Henderson, because you got to ref- you got to you got to fill the spot, the hole. It's a good one. 
Do you think Dex signs his tender? I don't know. Honestly, I haven't been following, like, the drama that much, but I know that there's Discord. I don't really... I don't know enough to try and figure it out, but it doesn't seem good. (laughs) I hope he doesn't sign it. And I'm not, I'm not for him. I hope, yeah, I hope he doesn't because I think it's going to hurt him so much because I mean, if you're, if you're a Cowboys quarterback, you can make so much money. Granted, I know you're paying for football, but if he goes anywhere else, he's not going to have that same supporting cast as like the Cowboys, a great offensive line. The number top three running back in the NFL. If he goes someplace else, it's not going to have that same opportunity that he has there. Mm-hmm. Cowboy money is real. Cowboy money is real. <laughs> uh, let's see. 18, I have the Dolphins picking Josh Jones. Offensive tackle. Oh, Josh. Oh, my God. He would love that. I... Now, do you have inside information why you think he would love it, besides money? Oh, I mean, just when we chatted, I know he, he loves Florida and he loves the beach. So, I mean, most most of these kids, you know, when when you're looking at regionally where you want to end up, it's usually, okay, I'd like to be close to my friends and family or, my, you know, where my school was, or it's like, I want to be on the coast, you know, it's like, they just have, and so I remember when I, I was like, oh yeah, it looks like dolphins are, you know, you might be on the dolphins. He was like, yeah, I love, I love Miami. I love the beach. So I think most of them also just want to go anywhere. That's, that's what they always say. That's like the stock that's answer. That's the dream, right? Yeah. I just want to be, I just want to play. <laughs> yeah. Like it doesn't so, hurt. You know, even he if would you, be, he'd be good there. yeah, even if you make less money, you're, you're going to, if you go to Florida, we don't have state tax. That's so, right. And the cost of living in a lot of those cities is way less. Oh, yeah, as long as... If you leave the main drag, you can get a huge house for way less money. Like, Dallas, I think, is pretty expensive if you want to live close to Jerry mm-hmm. World. Is it not? Yeah, I mean, you're talking about someone who lives in the Bay Area, so... It's like us in New York, that's it. Yeah, you're... <laughs> and then yeah. everything else is Way a one-bedroom apartment is fucking millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, it's millions of dollars. I can't... I. I could never fathom being there. Is it just because of Silicon Valley? Is why why is it so expensive to live in San Fran in the Bay Area? I don't know because I grew up here um, in this place called Marin, which is right across the Golden Gate. Um, I went to the same high school as Jared Goff, Marin Catholic, um, and it's oh, like San Francisco has always been, you know, kind of a more expensive city, but the tech boom just it's crazy and then now it's even taking over oakland and changing the city of oakland um gentrification it's, it's just nuts i don't i don't know i'm ready to get out i'd like to live somewhere else i mean we live in a a world now where your job you can do anywhere can't you i mean mm-hmm. you can drive can. anywhere from anywhere yeah so oh my god so they, they do this thing here mm-hmm. at eight o'clock at night they howl Mm. Everybody howls. Supporting for us for nurses. Like, yeah. So, but it's so weird. And it's such like a stupid Marin weird thing. Like, I'm all for the support aspect of it, but it's weird that we howl. Like, we can't just, like, clap or, I don't know. I'm the... Marin I'm, is weird. Yeah, I'm one of four people on my street, so I don't get any sort of hooting <laughs> and hollering. And 
I'm a nurse who has to drive and see patients every day. I don't want that support. I just want my personal equipment so I don't get the coronavirus. We don't we don't we don't That's like Yeah, we don't want all that support that you see on social media. We just want to be able to not die. That's fair. That's, I feel like that's a very fair request. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, you liked Fulton to the Raiders at 19. Oh, I really like Christian mm-hmm. Fulton. I like, his, I like his footwork. Yeah. He's uh, impressive. The Jaguars, I have them going Gladney, Jeff Gladney. There's so many needs for them because they traded, you know, yeah. giving up Calais Campbell. I didn't know how deep I wanted them to invest in their defense again. They're just so up in the air. I feel like they're trying to fucking lose. I feel like they want Lawrence. Yeah. But I do like Doug Marone overall. Wait, did he leave? God bless it. Now I'm not. I can't even remember if Doug Marone left. <laughs> you're, not, you're barking up the wrong tree. I can't help you there, no, unfortunately. Okay. He's still the head coach of the Jaguars. Good. I like Doug Marone there we go. as a motivator. <laughs> And I didn't think he left, but I do think he. I heard he's kind but of. But he an could, asshole. and you would never know. Right? You know? It, it, it would well, just then, happen. It's Jacksonville. <laughs> I can't believe that they haven't gone to England yet. <laughs> when the Chargers rumors, so my buddy worked for the Chargers, and when all those rumors were coming out, I was just like, "This is so stupid. I can't. <laughs> I can't." Yeah, shit. The Chargers. I feel bad. If you are a Chargers fan, it's got to really suck mm-hmm. because. You're you don't have a home game. Yeah, and the organization is is not run very well, to be honest with you. But oh, the cheapest owner in the league. Okay. Yeah. Twenty one. I have Justin Jefferson going to the Eagles. To the Eagles. I'm only for that because we're twenty one. Okay. I know Jefferson was down on, in the mid-30s for a lot of people, mm-hmm. but I it was the most, the most known name for me besides the top four. That's where I, I wanted a receiver for Carson Wentz yeah. because Jeffrey's hurt 10 games a year, it seems. Where, where do you think? Where do you think the Eagles' strength would be going for a receiver, or do you, do you see him going for what else? What else? I like Jefferson. I think that's a good pickup. He he had a great year, and um, and and he he were, he seems to fit well uh, in that Joe Burrow kind of offense that they had, which I could see would be similar there. I don't know. He he's a really um, sharp sharp kid and he's athletic there were some catches he made i was like i couldn't believe that he got them so i think um that's a safe bet yeah i don't i don't know what else the eagles would need but that seems to be like a good pickup so i'm starting to not recognize some of these names yeah now did they like, okay. did they keep jordan how i don't know how long they signed jordan howard for i could you could look at a running back and almost wonder if they could end up going for jk but that's a little early 21 yeah, I don't think we're going to see uh, a running back, which is weird, but not not a strong not as strong of a running back class this year. So, I think I have my first running back taken off the board at in the forties. Oh, I do. Jonathan yeah. Taylor is my first one actually off the board. It's not even JK. JT. God, he's awesome. Yeah, I'm a huge I'm a huge Jonathan Taylor fan. 
I hope he yeah, can catch he's when he gets to the league. Good kid. Um, then Vikings offensive tackle. Line's getting old. <laughs> Isaiah, Isaiah Wilson. No, no, no info about him. I don't know, but lineman always good. So you, you can't beat a tackle, and oh, because the um, edge rushers for the Packers—they have the uh, the Smith brothers, and the Bears okay. have the um, Quinn and Khalil Mack. Yes. And nobody cares of about course. the Lions. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, AJ Epinesa, Epinesa. I I don't even know. I didn't realize. So that's an Iowa kid. I don't. I, I I'm embarrassed. I don't really know. I like. I, I went to one Iowa game. They played Northwestern and they shut them out, like actual shutout, which you very rarely see in college football. Legit. Um, but it was not particularly uh, memorable. So. And according to some boards, I was way low. Some were projecting him as a top 10 pick, and I don't know. Whoa, why. yeah, that, no, that feels high. And then the latest I found was the 20th. Yeah. But there was something about his hands and people saying that he could get overwhelmed is why I didn't put him higher. Just from the, the research today while the wife was asleep, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, if you're going to get <laughs> manhandled and outmaneuvered, because... Like, there's so many linebackers that talk about all these offensive linemen that don't know they don't have any strength. They couldn't bench 300 pounds. Their 225s was in the teens. But if you have leverage, you will beat anybody. And when they were talking about Epinenza, they said his leverage was his weakest point. He's like, mm, drop. <laughs> mm, drop. <laughs> I like uh, it. <laughs> that's right. That's simple. To the yes, the Saints at twenty four. Patrick Queen, yeah, Queen, popular pick. Good need for the team. Good value. A lot of LSU guys. Yeah, it's hard. So many. Yeah, when you make it to the national championship, I think you kind of have to be a, a a high pick. Was he the MVP of the yeah. the the, the no. final? I don't okay. think so. I guess it'd be Burrow, duh. Oh, yeah. Uh, they do an offensive, I think, and a defensive. I can't remember. Um, Google's letting me down. It just talks about his draft analysis. So, I mean, I I would remember his name if he had been a pick like that. But, um, but you know, it was a really long night. We were there till like, 1 in the morning because the team decided to smoke cigars in the locker room and just just be celebrating a lot. So we had it took forever to get out of there. Do you normally and they got smoke busted a cigar? For that. Oh, they did get busted for that. I recall that. And I, that's not even fair. Like Um, yes it is because they were smoking it inside of a locker room that had no ventilation and if something mm-hmm. catches on fire, like then we all die. So Yeah, I guess I was I'm not there. saying they can't celebrate, but like do you need to smoke them in the locker room? Come on. You're right. I'll give I'll give you that only because okay. safety. <laughs> safety first, man. Okay. Uh, how how was it at the game? Like, is it is it super oh, rambunctious? 
I, like, I'm jealous of your career. I've been choice. to, yeah. I, I've always wanted to do anything in sports, and you're living my dream. <laughs> I mean, it's not all, uh, you know, roses and confetti showers. It's a lot of hotels and press boxes, and, you know, you're at games four hours before they start, and you're there three or four hours after. So it's a very long day for all of us. But I will say this year's Natty blew last year's Natty out of the water experience-wise. New Orleans is such an incredible place to have it. That um, stadium was perfect. The the crowd was 50-50 split. Very impressive that Clemson showed up that well. Um, It was just so much better than San Francisco and, and what they did at at Levi Stadium. Levi Stadium sucks. So, so like for it's your job now. Do you do you you fly in early and you leave late? Do you is there any enjoyment for you like besides the job? Do you get yeah hundred percent? Well, for the natty, I mean, we definitely that's there's certain trips that you pick and choose kind of whether they're worth being there long enough. So for me, I'm a big Heisman girl. I love. I love all, everything about the day, the days in New York. So I will come in mm-hmm. early to the Heisman and get kind of all the New York stuff. And my sister lives in Manhattan. So I, I believe in that one. Um, the Natty, I was there a week. You know, and you have practices and you go to press conferences. and But, yes, you get to go out at night and they have a media party for everybody, for all the media. And went to the ESPN party with um, Joey Chestnut, who's a good friend of mine. And... Um, so you get to do a lot of things, but you are there to work. So you definitely have to balance it. And then the senior bowl, that honestly, if you ever want to go to an event to kind of get your feet in, like that's a good one to go to because Jim Nagy's great and he'll credential people, you know, based on what they do. But he's he's a little more lenient than I think they're better than other than other um, events. And it's a week down there in Mobile and you get to network, you know, with NFL coaches and scouts and players. So it's a, it's a lot. <laughs> Jim Nagy seems cool as shit, actually. As he's yeah. he's responded to me and stuff for Twitter, and I'm literally nobody. But no, he's, he's he's all about like promoting these guys, and he's really just a down to earth dude. And um, he loves football, and he loves like he grinds. He goes out to so many of these kids' games throughout the year, and I don't even know how he does it all, but. He develops these personal relationships with them. Um, the stuff they did with Jalen Hurts this year, how they made the split helmet with that company, um, the Oklahoma-Alabama helmet, and they were doing a whole charity. They, they raffled it off and raised all this money. So they just do incredible. He's, he does such a good job. I cannot praise him enough. And I ask every guy that I interviewed, all, ten, all the guys that went to the comment, or the senior bowl that I interviewed, I asked them questions about that and got the best sound bites for him, you know, just to keep promoting it and grow it as big as the senior bowl can get. Yeah, I dig it. I feel like it's a, it's just an awesome chance for these people to develop a relationship as players with all these coaches that they might meet later throughout their NFL career. I've, I've only heard really good experiences. Even if the game sucked for the player, the people that they got to talk to years into the career, the remembrance of, Oh Yeah. You were my senior bowl coach, my special teams coach, and that's yeah. I, I think that the awesome. networking, the networking is valuable, and that's what they all say is that they get to be in front of scouts, players, you know, coaches, all these people that they would never normally get to, 
meet or you know market themselves to and and also jim runs it like a combine a little bit where they get to do the weigh-in and they get to do the different tests and the drills and different things that kind of shadow what the what the combine is so if you're not going to the combine it's a good experience because it gets that stuff down and if you are it's like a pre you know warm up to it so you know what to expect so i think that's really neat that he does that stuff i feel like that's more helpful than the media usually talks Mm -hmm. okay it is and we're trying to get that more out there like i have a couple clips i'm gonna put on twitter um about guys talking like I think I was talking to uh, the, the kid from LSU, the long sapper, and he said that. He was like, it prepared me so well for the combine. And I think that could change some people's opinion on whether they want to come out to the Senior Bowl and see, okay, actually, this is beneficial for my career. So, I wonder how this damn pandemic is going to affect everything moving forward as far as pushing coaches and scouts and everyone to see players early because you just don't know if you're going to get that chance later. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's going to be a lot more uh, Tua videos, a lot of private workouts that's going to lead to everyone seeing everyone privately. Just a shared video for five minutes. (laughs) Uh, 25, I have Jalen Johnson. I know he's not cleared yet, but uh, Utah's Jalen Johnson. Yes, good, good pickup. Utah guys... Like Stanford guys, it's a little different, but they're they're just good, hard workers because Whittingham doesn't take shit. Like, he instills this work ethic. He's a military guy, instills this crazy work ethic in them, um, and it's like it's like nothing you've ever seen the way he runs it out there. So, um, and he only recruits good, you know, good guys. So, you know, if you're getting a Utah kid that they're going to be a hard worker, they're going to listen, make adjustments, they're coachable. All that, all that stuff. So I don't know how they do the the Mormonism out there in Utah and the dry counties it's everywhere. Not... <laughs> dry counties. How about Dude. that? There's a lot of dry counties out there. Yeah, but Salt Lake City is not like honestly some of the best bars in the country that I like to go to are in Salt Lake City. No way. Where I have I have some of my craziest nights there. Uh, I have a lot of friends that live in Salt Lake, and when I go out there, it's always it's always a good time. They have a good music scene. One of their DJs that he does the... I did a series on uh, stadium DJs, and he DJs their games. He's incredible, and he DJs the clubs there, too, and it's it's a really good music scene. That makes me feel better to know that it's not all BYU out there, huh? No. I mean, yeah. (laughs) I'm not a BYU fan, but BYU is 30 minutes, like, away in Provo, so it's... No. Salt Lake City's cool. All right. I won't. I won't check that out of my travel plans then. Yeah, okay. keep it in there. <laughs> Twenty-six Xavier McKinney, safety. For who has that pick? That was to the Miami Dolphins. He's out of uh, okay. the Crimson Tide, Alabama. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to. Okay. Man. The the fear is it seems like if you play for Nick Saban, you're going to reach almost your top potential with Nick Saban. He just, not everyone yeah. blossoms much further because he's just a great coach. The yeah, potential's lower, that. it feels like. And then 
27, the Seattle Seahawks, AJ Terrell. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I like Terrell. That's a good pick. Some people have him going to the Raiders at um, their second yeah, pick. Yeah, in 19. Of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he would also, I could see him, I could see him, um, at, I could actually probably see him more. I think he'll have a better career if he goes to Seattle, but I could see him fitting in um, with the Raiders there, just the kind of guy that he is. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. Him. He's 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 athletic. He's legit. It's it's hard. It's a pure <laughs> athlete. Pure athletes. It's it's hard to. You can yeah. play anywhere as long as you have decent instincts. You can make it. Oh, let's see. To the Ravens, 28. I have Kenneth Murray. Yeah. This one I'm looking at has a wide receiver. Another another boomer sooner. Mm Mm-hmm. But the, the, the Ravens picks are kind of quiet like there's not huge talk about it because a lot of the the big talk is going trades from 19 and up to moving earlier i don't know anything about what the ravens um i can say i don't think i aside from you know what lamar jackson who i love um i don't really know much about the rest of their the rest of what they've got going on there unfortunately yeah but. as far as needs they're pretty minimal you know, I like this pick. They have Brandon Ayuk, um, the wide receiver from Arizona State, and I like that for Lamar to throw to. So I don't know. <laughs> I just I pray to God Lamar can just get it together on a playoff game because he's just fantastic to watch. I play Madden. Lord knows I'm going to pick Lamar as soon as I can. He's he was. I play was, Madden. It was great to watch him grow and have you know a great passer rating. His games where he didn't have to play in the fourth quarter, he's just lightning in a bottle. I just want him to show up in a playoff game. I wanted him to destroy. It just didn't happen. Because I'm not a I'm not yeah. a huge Tannehill fan because I watched him suck down here in Florida for years. <laughs> but good job for Tannehill. You know, I like... Let's see. Who did you say? Ayuke to uh, to Baltimore instead. Yeah, Ayuk. Let me make sure I have that written down because I like I do like that pick. Yeah, and it's I want to track it. It's a good little fit. We'll see. I just really want him to go in the first round, so I'm trying to sneak him in there wherever I can. <laughs> All right. Check. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mark your name on there so when I take a picture of it. <laughs> Great. We can look back on it like, uh And then to the Titans, I have Gross Matos, which everyone's saying to go to the Patriots at 30. Was it? People are picking Gross him. Matos. Damn, where's the Patriots pick before that? Did they trade a pick? I think 
When I said when I submitted my stuff, it changed the original players or the original uh, spots. People are yeah, picking, think, yeah, Gross Mateos to the pay, the Patriots, but I want him Patriots to the Patriots would be 23rd, right, I think? Yep. Yeah. Epidenza, that's it. I want Gross Mateos because I don't like the Patriots, and I liked mm. Gross Matos more. Gotcha. Well, that's a good reason. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just ready for them to not be awesome all the time. That's it. I want Tom to succeed. I want Belichick to he fail. Needs, he needs work, and I think um, having him under a coach like Belichick, he'll get the work that he needs. That that's my only kind of that's fair insight on him. That's really that is how you he's going to need somebody. Yeah. yeah, how good of a coach that Belichick is is he's a special teams coordinator at heart. That's how you know how good of attention to detail you are to somebody that you yeah, that I love that. Teams. <laughs> Oh, and then as a as a bear, the the fucking Packers. Some are projecting because neither of us picked Jordan Love. Some are saying Jordan Love to the Packers. I hope not because I like Jordan Love. I could see that. Yeah. I want them to take a wide receiver because they had so much struggles with Geronimo Allison this year, and I have Denzel Mims going to Green Bay. I don't see them giving up on Rodgers yet because Rodgers says this week he wants to play into his 40s. Yeah, well, he could do it. I love him. So he can do he can do it, I 100%. But I think Green Bay needs to build up their defensive line. I know it's weird mm-hmm. to pick D-line guys in the first round, but I feel like they, that's really what they need. Like, as far as looking at, Green Bay's needs. I don't know. I don't feel like they need too much. You know what I mean? Right. And they had some of their greatest success when they had a strong interior defensive line, like when they have a good nose tackle. Um, yeah. You know, the Clay Matthews, where they have a great edge, which they have the, the Smith brothers. But I feel like their yeah. run stuffing frees up their middle linebackers to cover the centers, you know, the, the, the middle of the zone and to cover two. I'm with you. You're right. Who, who's that interior defensive? Uh, I guess, really, because I have um, Ross Blacklock going to San Fran because yeah. of his hustle. Jordan Elliott from Missouri. Oh, where to have, I have him written down. So He's, I do uh, agree the Packers could use an interior defensive just to help free up the outside rush, would get a better pass rush. Yeah. Who did you say? I had that you written down. really throws me off? Is this stupid LA logo? I saw it on the. I was like, "Who is that?" But the new Chargers. I was like, "Oh one? shit, it's the Chargers!" Yeah. <laughs> it. It's ugly as shit. It's terrible. <laughs> it looks like something that you would make in a video game. It's bad. It's very bad. All right. Well, then, who do you have to the Colts? We got two left, right? Colts and and Chiefs. Hold or on. I guess. Oh, it would be nice. Well, here they have Colts. They must have traded, They did right? a trade, yeah. Mock, because, a mock trade from the Niners. That's so. right. They did have a trade because... The, Anyways, uh, I, would, I guess it would be Niners, but... Niners, I did have Ross um, Blacklock because okay. he's a hustle player. And I feel like yeah. that hustle would pay well because the the trade the Niners did before. Yeah. And, no, he's consistent and... 
he he anchored like a, a pretty solid TCU line there. So I, I like it. I like a um, I like a fifth Niners defensive lineman because I feel like their rotation was supreme, and I feel like they're going to need mm-hmm. that to succeed again. But if we're talking Colts, yeah. I'm going to have them taking Jalen Rager at, at 34 just because. As even though he didn't impress it as forty, I like mm-hmm. his burst, and he's gonna. I feel like he'll have a, a more a stronger impact as a rookie than most wide receivers do, because Philip Rivers okay. is, I think, gonna train him well. Okay. So if you have them trading up on your little board there, who do you have them taking instead of the uh, the Niners? A mock trade with the Niners. Who who do I have the Colts taking? Yeah. Uh, Jordan Love. Ooh. I know. I hate it. I hate it so much, but... Um, I actually had them going 44 but, and drafting Eason out of Washington. Really? Yeah. See, and that's interesting. I would I would love to say that I, I, I like that because I do like Eason, but... Oof, every Washington quarterback just. I don't feel like the Washington translates to pro success. No. Well, you know who it does? And actually, this just reminds me, I need to text this dude. Um, Miles Gaskin. Yeah. Running back. um, He's like the last Washington guy that I remember that really has stuck in the NFL. Um, And he's supposed to come on my podcast. So I actually have to text him. but yeah, it's like a, um, it's like this curse. I mean, their quarterbacks have all been just not as good as advertised. Do you know what I mean? Like they're not oh, yeah. bad. They're like decent players, good college guys, but not doesn't translate. Yeah, it's more about who was the guy before Eason. Um, there, it's it's it's, it's more based on intelligence than um, skills to translate nuts. into the game. Yeah. Do you have your? So then, on, who do you have? You have your. Do you have Kansas City as the thirty-two pick? I have them taking DeAndre Swift. Ooh, okay. I like that. I I like when they have a, a stronger two-headed monster. I feel like they miss um, that fucker that went to Cleveland. Was it? Um, damn it! When he got picked up, Jake Browning. Hey, that's who I was thinking of. Jake Browning. Mm. Terrible. Just terrible. Where'd Jake Locker play? Did he also play there? I thought. Wait. Hold on. I think he was before Browning. Browning. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Another one with a great arm just didn't translate into the pro game. I loved watching Jake Locker play way back uh, when. Was, oh, my God. That no, makes me feel so old. so bad. Eighth overall, 2011 draft. Oh, oh shit! It was almost a decade ago. I guess I'm older than I thought. I'm old. Oh, he's older. He's older than me. Never mind. He's he's three months older than I am. But yeah, Jake Locker, uh, another just great just a prospect. gross list of quarterbacks that <laughs> didn't pan out for Washington. <laughs> oh shit! You know this went longer than I thought it would, and I'm happy about it. I'm gonna. Text oh yeah, I'm sorry. I know. I actually have to take off because I gotta. No, you're good. I got to finish doing all my all my draft stuff, but I'm glad we made it through the first round. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll text you my second round, and then uh, 
I'll edit our audio <laughs> and I'll, I'll send you the, uh, the final cut. And you can tell me if you think anything else needs to be cut off of it. Totally. I, which means I will just pass it on to Ben and see what he thinks. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> Whatever you need to do. Oh, but thank you for calling. Uh, my, my poor hero buddy was decided to you know put out a fire. Yeah, I'm but, glad I could keep you company. Anytime you want to and talk football, I'm around. All right, I'll uh, I'll hit you up on hot mic too when the the next time you're on. So send me when you do yes. your uh, cheerleading one. Send me that one. I'll move the shit out of that one too. It was gymnastics, and I will. Ah, you know what? They're both superior athletes, is what it is. I think cheerleaders <laughs> don't get enough athletes either. There's uh, enough credit. I went to a cheerleading competition, Agreed. and that's badass. Dude strength, women's flexibility, movements. Yeah, the tumbling and the stunting is impressive. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, thanks for calling. I'm going to end it over here, and I'm just going to play my little outro I have. Anything to promote? All right. Just listen to my podcast when it comes out. Uh, Sideline Sass, everywhere you can find podcasts. It's going to be three-parter with all these NFL prospects, some of them that we talked about tonight. So check it out. Hey, you have a website too, don't you? Yeah, it's it's still it's a work in progress a little bit, but it's sideline sass with three s's dot com. Um, right now, it's just going to be podcast stuff, but I'm hoping to get back into some video and written stuff on there soon. But basically, just follow me on Twitter because that's really where everything is. All right, hey, I, you know I like your website. I checked it out earlier tonight. You know, it it's neater than mine is, so I'm not going to promote promote mine yet. <laughs> All right, well, next time we'll promote yours. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you for calling, and I will uh, be in touch with you real soon, sweetie. Sounds good. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. This is the On Call Podcast. That was the first round mock draft. YouTube kicked me out, uh, said I had a copyright violation, so I'll file something with that, and uh, we'll get that back going up again. Uh, thank you for joining in. It was a great time. I will have another uh, episode here soon. I'm going to have a talk with Sean about the mock draft because he sadly was just back at the station. He had a rough time putting out the fire up there in uh, Illinois. This has been the On Call Podcast. Check us out on Twitter at on call pod interested in being a sponsor or want to be on the show thanks for listening to the on call podcast check us out on twitter at on call pod interested in being a sponsor or want to be on the show drop us an email at on at gmail.com For more info, go to oncallpod.com.